Cut that cut. Move along, huh? I'll be so glad when the sun goes down. When the sun goes down, I'll be so glad when the sun goes down. When the sun goes down, I ain't all that sleepy, but I wanna lie down. I wanna lie down. I ain't all that sleepy, but. Listen up, listen in. 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 Thank you tuning in. Let's have a conversation. Talking worldwide, it don't matter your location. What you going through in the topic may have relation. Let's get some motivation. Let's swap out education. Every Friday we heal, laugh, improve, and grow. Put some nutrients in your mind, give you food for the soul. I know you pumped and prepared for your weekend and low. Might as well join the discussion and tune into the show. Listen up, listen in. 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 Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. Listen Up, Listen In Podcast. I'm your host, Preezy. Now, before I start today's episode, I would love for you guys and gals to follow me on social media. Go to Instagram, Listen Up, Listen In 5687, and on Facebook, Listen Up, Listen In. You can also email me at listenuplistenin5687 at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, by following me on social media, you'll be able to see all the platforms my podcast is on. Wherever you consume my podcast, hit the subscribe button so you can be notified when a new episode is posted. Rate, review, and share this podcast. Now let's get back to Listen Up, Listen In. In the late 18th century, with the land used to grow tobacco nearly exhausted, the South faced an economic crisis, and the continued growth of slavery in America seemed in doubt. So around the same time, the mechanization of the textile industry in England led to a huge demand for American cotton, a southern crop whose production was limited by the difficulty of removing the seeds from the the world cotton fibers by hand. But in 1793, uh, a Yankee school teacher named Eli Whitney invented the cotton gin as a simpler mechanized device that eventually would help remove the seeds. His device would 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 transition from a large scale and 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 in the production of tobacco to that of cotton a switch that 
and reinforce the region dependence on enslaved labor. And slavery itself is never widespread in the North, though many of the region's businessmen grew rich on the slave trade and investments in southern plantations. Between 1774 and 1804, most of the northern states abolished slavery or started the process to abolish slavery. But the institution of slavery remained vital to the South. Uh, And though the U.S. Congress outlawed the African slave trade in 1808, the domestic trade flourished, and the enslaved population in the United States nearly tripled over the next 50 years. And by 1860, the had reached nearly 4 million, with more than half living in the cotton-producing states of the South. Picking cotton. Picking cotton, hot days, and pricking the fingers. And this invention with the, the, the cotton gin, it became the cash crop of the Deep South, stimulating increased demand for enslaved people from the Upper South throughout the whole land. During the first half of the 19th century, of course, the demand of cotton it led to that expansion of plantation slavery in 1850. Enslaved people were growing cotton from South Carolina to Texas. By 1850, of the 3.2 million slaves in the country's 15 slave states, 1.8 million was producing cotton. By 1860, slave labor was producing over 2 billion pounds of cotton per year. Indeed, American cotton soon made up two-thirds of the global supply and production. Slaves picked southern cotton, picked and processed by American slaves, helped fuel the 19th century industrial revolution in both the United States and Great Britain. Beginning in 1800, slaves cultivated cotton for 60 years, but free blacks were cotton laborers for nearly a hundred years and after emancipation. Growing more cotton meant an increased demand for slaves. See, that was money. Production and demand rose not only for cotton, but also for slavery. It was called the cotton boom. Cotton planting took place in March and April when slaves planted seeds in rows around three to five feet apart. Over the next several months, from April to August, they carefully tended the plants and the weeded in the cotton rows. Beginning in August, all the plantation slaves worked together to pick the crop. 
It was hard to pick cotton. The average cotton plant is less than three feet high. And so many workers had to had to stoop to to pick that cotton. And as they picked, they would place the lint in burlap sacks carried on their backs. So not only would the worker have to pick the cotton, he would have to drag the bag along with him as well. Cotton balls are sharp and pointy and could injure your hands. It was hard in that hot burning sun picking cotton. Didn't matter how young you were, how old you were, maybe 16 hours a day, you were out there picking that cotton. Black history, slavery in America. In 1619, Virginia was an isolated British settlement on the Chesapeake Bay, sparsely populated by men trying to make the colony profitable for England. But the colonists were devastated by hunger, disease, and raids by Native Americans. So when the White Lion, a badly damaged Dutch slave ship, arrived carrying 20 kidnapped Africans, the colonists bartered food and services for the human cargo. The colonists had no model for slavery. The Africans joined poor white Europeans as indentured servants. They would earn land and freedom in exchange for seven years of hard labor. The colonies prospered, and as exports grew more profitable, the colonists were reluctant to lose their labor. Unlike their European counterparts who held citizenship in their home countries, Africans were not subject to English common law. They were workers without rights. In 1641, slavery was legalized. Africans became chattel, personal property that could be owned for life. Slave labor enabled the colonies to become so profitable that in 1660, England's King Charles II established the Royal African Company to transport humans they called black gold from Africa to the Americas. When England finally outlawed its slave trade in 1807, America relied on its own internal slave trade. By 1860, a million humans were being moved and sold in the colonies. Families were torn apart. Traders marched their chattel from the east coast to the southern plantations. Along the way, slaves were herded like animals into crowded pens, yards, and warehouses. Traders and owners wanted a self-reproducing labor force, and the labels they use reflect the degradations of slavery. Bucks and breeding winches were sold at auction, along with prime hands to work the fields and fancy girls, graceful light-skinned women who were sold into prostitution or to be mistresses to their masters. The enslaved population was controlled by legally authorized violence, 
whippings and public floggings. Owners were fined if they did not punish recaptured runaway slaves. But slavery had always had its critics in America. As the slave trade grew, so did opposition. And eventually America became a country divided against itself. Thank you for tuning in to this episode, and I hope you enjoyed it and learned something. And always remember God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. But join me next time when I talk about history of slavery. Until then, bye-bye. Listen up, listen in, listen up, listen in, yeah.